The stewardess said that... Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. that was fast the 2020 pga season is in the books the tour championship was last weekend so why not start right back up right now right when nfl is kicking off their season it's gonna be a good one but we're going back to california a place where the beer flows like wine and the safeway open at silverado comes a shade earlier than normal this year and the cut line is going to have a breakdown unlike any other podcast out there. But first, hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, hello UK, hello New Zealand, hello Germany, Spain, Ireland, South Africa. Who else? Hello Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Hi Indiana. Ufta, Minnesota. And to all the others in all these states of the United States, and a special shout-out to... Who was it? I forgot the... Anyways, it's a state that'll... Or it's a country that'll never come back. I have a feeling. <laughs> so to our new listeners... Come on, man! That's right. Come on, man. You guys are better than that. Why is this your first time? Secondly, to our returning listeners. All right, now, kids, I don't want anyone swimming in this pool unless there's a lifeguard on duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> Diarrhea. Hey, Lois. What? Diarrhea. <laughs> Pete, I'm holding nice tea. Oh. oh, you know, honey, you don't have to do this. Maybe a pool is another one of those things our family doesn't really need. Ah, <sighs> nothing like ball movements. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no jabs to our returning listeners. We love you guys. But the cut line continues to do great things for daily fantasy sports, and growing your bankroll on a weekly basis is just one of them. But we couldn't do this without the support of our sponsor. Shaping up your video is as easy as this with the HR7100 video recorder from JVC with color-coded feather touch controls, fast shovel search, a 10-day timer, and full-function remote control. JVC's HR7100 is simply great video, and its very affordable price makes it great video value, too. The HR7100, simplicity in motion from JVC. Available at Six Points TV and Video, Video Express, and Video Trend. So you're not going to be home for the big tournament this weekend? Going to be out and about? Or if you're in Minnesota, you're out and about? Well, nothing better to record the match on the HRVC 7100 VHS by JVC. I hear you can even program those things to record now. Look, they are the best VCRs for your home. And for your home entertainment system, nothing, no DVR, no rewind on PGA Tour or the PGA Network, even if you want to record a football game here and there, nothing better than a VCR. Welcome to the Cut Line, I'm Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. How did I do that this week? Well, it wasn't so hot, just as I expected. Luckily, I didn't play that much moolah. True. But this is the DFS world we live in, and now we're going to embark on the fall swing. And this is where some real money can be made. Yet on the other side of the mic is my man, who is on fuego, 
His swing looks like a question mark. The ball flight that benefits from a fairway and is as dry as these jokes. Yeah. Martin Pillar's ever so casual fan. He drives. Well, he drives the slice right. But his picks are right on. Zero iron Zach. My tie, Manafort. Zach Manafort. Hello. Hello, Zach. Hello to you and everybody else. What a great week of golf with Dustin Johnson winning, which hurts a little bit but good to see him back in form that that's fine whatever but. it finally came to fruition that the number one guy wins the tournament well that's fine i'm okay at least, at least for this show um a lot of swings man ups and downs all over the place and then a lot of people got screwed on that on that sunday by like x's round burgers round people just got more cows round i think they were birdie hunting right you know, they were trying to just get a pyre and, you know, miss it there, miss it there, here or there, and whoop. Down you go. Down you go. All right, so that, that leads us straight to our good, bad, and the ugly. And I'll start. I, I think my good was nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you didn't have Dustin Johnson, you really didn't have a shot to win, right? So... I well, didn't I mean, have Xander, Dustin Johnson. Xander had... I mean, a lot, we were on Xander last week. Yeah, but I, I didn't really, like, make him a focal point. Yeah. Um, so, I I think the bad probably would be Sun JM. But then again, he kind of faded today, too. So, it's kind of really hard to decipher who was your good, bad, ugly with only 30 golfers. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, look at Leishman. When, when you looked at him in, like, round one. Like he, he was playing out of his mind, but I guess the ugly for me, even though I didn't play him, but I thought about playing him, would be Billy Horschel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I would we'd have to call him the ugly, even though I don't think either one of us played him. No, I but didn't. um, he would probably have to be the ugly. Leishman finished in second to last, but that's kind of where he started and where we expected. Yep. But um, it it was different. It was a different week, and it always is. It's unique. It's fun, but now we're on to something real. True. Now, the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Safeway Open. The beautiful, beautiful Silverado Resporting Spa in Napa Valley, California. And we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> To make sure that your lineups are cashing in on Sunday, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sun chops, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. Nothing, huh? I'm letting it go this time. Starting off the season slow. Now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you're creating the best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are kicking ass and taking names and scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six of six golfers through the good. It's that time. The cut, the cut line if you didn't catch that. Oh. Vegas. Vegas, baby. You're Nick Papa Giorgio. You're from Yuma, Arizona. You're into software. I never kid about money. And you never. So this is the Cutline's new Vegas betting segment, also known as No Laying Up. This is where Zach and I will go over some of our favorite bets that we are looking at initially early in the week, and maybe we'll tweet out some others as we keep going. And I'm going to tell you this much: last weekend. On like matchups, thank God DraftKings and FanDuel had them <laughs> because it, it was just like it, it seemed at times it was like slim pickings. Like they had Scheffler as a dog almost for every matchup except Sunday. That blows my mind. And the guy was on fire. So like I I hammered that bet. Um, and so like round two, I think I was like five and four on DraftKings on on Saturday or on round three, I, I was six and three. And then on Sunday, I was 5-1 and one and almost landed a 16 parlay. 
six Damn. player parlay. And that, that it would have it would been the second time in three weeks I would have hit one of those six six matchup parlays. That's crazy. And I always throw that in there, right? Just in case you get the nuts and you pick right, but Yeah. Anyways, what what do you got this week? What are you looking at betting wise? Give me like two kind of favorites, maybe some dogs and, and... <laughs> I can't give you a whole lot of favorites because I just don't think this tournament's very good. I mean, the field's very good. I mean, you're looking at the best golfer in the field is 25th in the overall world golf rankings at, at Matt Kutcher. And then you got Shane Lowry, Ches Revy, and Sergio Garcia as the top four players here. Like, I think this is the week where you pick the, the mid and low guys that just are usually way priced out and that they need the stars to align to win. I don't, I don't think they need that here. It, even the weather is like, Give the guys a break. Let them, let some one young guy come up or one of the oldies just come through and power up. So I don't have a lot of favorites this week. Like if I had to choose one, uh, God, I guess Brendan Steele because he just does so well here at twenty five to one. Um, but outside of that, I'm going to stick to guys that the, the payoff's going to be a lot better. I don't know who you've got up on up on top for you if you've got any favorites, but I just yeah, I'm fading the top. If if I do bet anyone, it's it's going to be Steele. Yeah, that that's basically who I'm going to touch. Everyone else, I, I just don't have any interest at the top. Going down to the like mid range, though, I I really like Tyler Duncan at sixty six to one. Yes. Uh, you look at his last thirty six rounds: fourth in good drives, tenth in ball striking, fifteenth in tee to green. Just a guy who kind of fits that mold at eighty four hundred. Good price you're getting him at sixty six to one. So I'm going to go that route. Um, the other guy, same price, Norlander, sixty six to one. So. Yep. Those are the two guys, I guess, that are mid priced that I'm going to go. But I think I'm really going to hammer like those those like dogs, those bets that are just like high flyers, and and if you land one, you're going to be very happy. And those three for me are Martin Laird, uh, Johnny Vegas, and, and Duffner, and all all of them are 100 to one, 125 to one. Do I expect to hit? Eh. It can happen. It can happen. It could happen, but I, I I don't even expect to do like an each way on them. Those are just gonna be like maybe a unit to win. That's sure. it. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean on my end, I mean I'm looking at. I think I start my card at forty to one with Cam Davis. I just think he has a solid chance to win this thing. Uh, I really love Mark Hubbard at seventy to one. He grades out for me, and we'll talk about it later. But eighth overall in the field uh, for eighty one hundred, which is great. So seventy to one on him, and then. I kind of stick in the in the seven Ks. I like Tringali, who has a good history here, and it's just been playing pretty well at seventy to one. Uh, and then, God forbid, I say this. I sometimes I have to double question myself a couple of times. But Patrick Rogers at at uh, seventy five to one, I do like. And then for my super long shot, uh, I think just with a super weak field here, uh, there's a guy that I think that can win this thing if you know just he plays the way he can play. Uh, not saying that he's played that way recently, but he has been making cuts since the last time we saw him. Uh, and it's JB Holmes at a hundred to one. So that that's my super long shot. Okay, I, I mean I like all those plays. Like again, it's a hard weekend to like commit with yeah. golf because one, you're coming off the Tour Championship. A lot of these guys maybe haven't played for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting. To see how it all shakes out. So yeah, and then you got to worry about football starting up. So you got people's attention elsewhere. Well, that that's that's just a DFS kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's still like, how much focus are people going to? I mean, maybe it's an, it's a leverage play, and people aren't putting as much effort into their PGA lineups this week because they're focused on NFL. I got a feeling last, that NFL, getting their last draft soon, getting all that stuff set up. NFL's going to swallow so much of oh, yeah. everyone that was in, and like hopefully. FanDuel continues to drop the ball, and we just have tons of overlay. I I doubt DraftKings will do it, but um, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's fair. Might be playing a little bit on on FanDuel. A little bit more. But, Zach, it's Wednesday night. Other than getting excited for Thursday night football, lineup slack in the morning, what are you going to be doing? Well... Another not safe activity. I will be on my roof installing a new antenna in the middle of a lightning storm because it's supposed to be pretty bad weather here that day. And my package for my new antenna for getting local channels arrives that morning. So I have no choice but to wait till Wednesday. So I will be up there, hell or high water, because I am not missing the Eagles game on Sunday. 
Fun times. I do not have the NFL tickets anymore, so I have to do what I have to do. Just, I guess I could just stream it on NFL streams, but that wouldn't be as dangerous, so I'm going to keep going with the antenna idea. Why don't you just buy the NFL ticket? Because then I have to get a dish because we don't the way they work in Hawaii, you have to have like this 12-foot dish in your yard, and there's nowhere to put it. Um, so I had to do like a sling slash uh, Netflix slash something else package, and then I just last year I just stream all the stuff online, and then I think with my Eagle season tickets, I also can stream the games through Red Zone. I can look into that. I can't remember. It's been a while. I've been so dis- disappointed with sports. I haven't been following it, but one way or the other, I still need to get it up there for other stuff. So I will be up there dancing around, waving around, doing a lightning dance. So have good fun. Luck. Good luck, me. It is alive, but Zach, that that's just foolish. Sounds incredibly dangerous. A little bit. But if you need leverage, I know I'm going to be checking out Fanshare Sports at FanshareSports.com. And even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. Why, you ask? Because I am the guy who does the projections at Fanshare Sports. Fire lately. On yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, you are. So if you're not subscribed, there's a very easy fix, boys and girls. Very easy. Go to FanshareSports.com and put the word cut line in the discount option and you'll receive 20% off your PGA Pro membership. And remember, ownership is a leverage not to be belittled. Mm -mm. Just let you guys know that uh, I'm also doing the NFL ownership. Free money. Exactly. All right. So... The fall swing begins, and the Safeway Open brings on new challenges for the savvy veterans and brand new faces. Poa Greens and just barely 7,200 yards. What the golfers are looking at this weekend, and even though the birdie count was plenty in recent years, this course also can provide plenty of bogeys as well. Just letting you guys know, Kuchar, Danny Lee, both withdrew from the Safeway today. So other than those two morons. Knock some more people off the top of the list today. Zach, what challenges do the golfers face this weekend? Well, it doesn't look like it's going to be a challenging start to the season, which may be a good thing for these guys coming off a long period of rest. So Silverado Country Club in the North Course this week in Napa, California, played here since 2015 as a par 72, 7,166 yards. It has been progressively easier. We saw it uh, last year ranked the 19th out of 40 courses graded in 2020. So it's pretty easy. Uh, a lot harder in 2018 when it was 29th of 49. So uh, I think a lot of it has to do with weather, course conditions, probably the strength of field. Um, but as we'll get to, there is not a whole lot to worry about this week. So greens are POA. Green speeds are kind of on the slower side, about 11 on the stint meter. Uh, if it continues on from the last couple of years, um, they are a... Decent amount of scoring opportunities, especially on the four par fives. There are also 10 par fours. And to round it off, there are four par threes. You know, so looking at this place, really, it's a shorter course. So you're going to have a a lot of guys doing success off the tee as well as on approach. The one challenging spot, I think, on the course might be guys that get around the green and struggle to get up and down. So I think scrambling is going to play a large part here if guys can't get it on the green from their approach game. But I'm focused on guys that aren't going to get that close and miss, so that won't really be reflected as much in my analysis. Um, So looking at the weather, and I was hoping that we were going to see something a little bit more challenging than this, but it looks like it's actually a beautiful weekend for weather. Um, So Thursday we were seeing like winds as low as 2 miles an hour, getting up to maybe 10 uh, throughout the day. And same thing on Friday. Same thing on Saturday, and guess what? Same thing on Sunday, and there will be no rain, and it will be about you know high 60s in the morning to maybe low 80s in the afternoon, and that's pretty much the forecast for Thursday through Sunday. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty pristine conditions to kick off the season, so I don't think you got to worry about anything, getting certain waves at tea times, getting any of that stuff all going on. Um, so me, So for me... What I'm going to be focused on is what I focused on last year and the year before that worked out pretty well here, and that's strokes gained on approach, strokes gained on your short game, raise a better gained, strokes gained ball striking, because it'll play a huge part here, GIRs gained, because I want them not 
to be around the green. And finally, where about 40% of the scoring comes from is on those par fives. So strokes gained par five is where I will round out my model. And then I am not going to do anything fancy. I'm going to keep it there. I'm not waiting putting very heavily this week. And that is it for me. What about you, good sir? Looking at ball striking approach, birdies are better gained, scoring fairways gained, and DraftKings scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, greens and regulation gained is something I'll be looking at. Um, I, I like the, the strokes gained part five call, but I'm not going to weight it, like overweight it, I think. Not to say that it's not important here, but if guys are going to score, they're going to be playing good tee to green, and I think those par fives are going to kind of like reflect that. So um, I agree with you, though. Looking for the guys who are going to get on the green score and be putting for birdies. Eagles, albatross. Trousers. So, all right, man, let's break it down. Let's do just that. These two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is the Cut Lines Birdie or Better segment, where we will look at each tier golfer, starting from the 11K range all the way down to the 7K range, in order to break down this tournament. All right, so just a couple notes for you. Again, we already mentioned Matt Kuchar. We already mentioned Daniel Lee. Also want to say that Jimmy Walker is out, and so is Bronson Bergoon. They're all sitting or withdrawing or wanting to watch football this weekend. That kills me because I really like Danny Lee. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But whatever whatever the case may be, these guys are not playing golf. So we want to give you guys a heads up there. And we're going to start right now with our top tier range. And I'll go. Please do. (laughs) And I'm going to go with numero uno, top price guy, C. Woo. Kim. Woo. Here's why. Last 24 rounds, 6th in the field, opportunities gained, 2nd in DraftKings points, 4th in approach, 3rd in ball striking, 2nd for birdies are better gained. When you look at the last 36 rounds in terms of tee to green, he ranks number 3. I'll take it. I'll take it, man. The guy on this tier range who's going to be lower owned, maybe now more so because Kucher's out, but... I don't care. I like Siwoo Kim. I'm going to have pieces of him. Is he going to be a core play? Probably not. He'll be more of a filler type play. But still, a 10-8, Siwoo Kim seems kind of like a ridiculous price to pay for him. It is. But when you look at the field, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I was on the edge on this whole upper tier to begin with. And then now with Kutcher out, I just don't. I don't want any part of it. I think now the ownership is going to be just like people are just going to jam 10K guys in here because there's only a few of them. And you're either going to get a ton of people that get Brandon Steele, which is going to be now way over-owned, or you're going to get people that go all the way to the top for Siwoo Kim. I just don't I don't see Phil or Shane Lowry garnering a ton of interest. See, I, I have a feeling all those Kuchar guys who wanted to play Kuchar are going to go straight to Steele. You think so? It saves you 400 bucks. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. No, maybe. I hate this range. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, you just look at the course history, right? Like, Siwoo Kim, twenty nine or last year had a had finished forty ninth, missed the cut in twenty fifteen. Okay, that's it. That's that's Siwoo's oh. tournament history. Oh, I'm with you. So don't like it. So now you look at Steele, sixtieth, fifty third, first first with back to back wins, seventeenth, twenty first. That that tells me enough right there that everyone who's, who was on Kucher is going to say uh, Brendan Steele. I, I would argue, uh, you know, I would argue they'll take the extra two hundred bucks and go to Phil. Uh, I don't know if you can go to Phil. He didn't, why, I, that's a lot to pay for somebody who just isn't in. Like, it, not going to happen. I'm I'm not on Phil, but I will say this: he won that senior open event. They talked about it on ESPN, like Sports Center, like crazy. Um, but now you're playing with the guys who are 20 years younger than you, probably even 30 years younger than you. I, I'm not on Phil, no. No, I, no, no, thanks. But but these guys are going to get ownership now with Kucher being out. 
Yeah, and I, that's why I just don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't want. Yeah, for, for for me though, in this range, only Siwoo interests me. I'm not gonna go to Lowry. I'm not gonna go to Brendan Steele. I'm, I'm gonna look to win, and dominate this this tournament elsewhere. And I think it kind of starts for me in this nine K range. And I have a feeling that you probably hate this range as well, based yeah. on like how. If Ches Reedy is ninety six hundred, I hate this range. Right, with Joel Dahman and, and EVR. But um, the guy I like most, and I think that everyone's going to like most in this range, is HV3. Oh, I completely agree. Only guy go, I have in this range. All right, go ahead, break it down. Like, I mean, if, the dude if, is if he's just, your only guy, just break it down. He's phenomenal here. I mean, the guy has never missed a cut going back to 2016. Uh, he's got a T17 last year, T14 in 2019, 59th in 2018, T15 in 2017, and 48th. In 2016, so I mean, three top 20s out of those out of those time periods. Okay, great. Not super overpriced. I like him at the bottom of the 9K range um, overall. I mean, looking at his last 36 rounds, he grades out number five overall for me, which he's way further down than five. So it's already a value in my book. Strokes gained approach number three. Birdies better gain. He is number 15. Ball striking. He's number one. JRS gain. He's number two. Which are both two things I'm waiting hugely heavily. 67th in strokes gained par fives and 85th in short game worry me a little bit. Um, but, you know, he's been kind of up and down. Northern Trust, he, you know, missed the cut. Didn't do too well, but he was gaining strokes off the tee. Um, then you back it up one more week at the Wyndham where he got seventh, and his game was just firing across the board. I mean, he was on point, tee to green, off the tee, approach, around the green, and putting. Uh, and the same thing at the PGA Championship the week before. So, I mean, he, he's been doing well. He's had some time off, which I do like, because he was hitting it pretty hard, playing quite a bit towards the end of the, end of the season. Um, I just think he's in a prime position here where he's priced down lower. Uh, he does the best when it's not windy, and it ain't going to be windy. Uh, and his best putting service is Poa. So I'll take that. And he's like the, he's the only person I will play from this price point up to the top. So I'm all about it. The only one? Only one. I am not playing anybody else. Wow. I'm, I'm actually saddened to see Jordan speed at 9,800. That's crazy to me. But yeah, HV3 is the only one I'm playing in this range. I think HV3 solid, but I think the other guy that you really need to consider is Doc Redman. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in the last eight rounds, he's 22nd in the field off the tee, 22nd in approach, 21st in BOB, 19th in ball striking. I mean, he's just basically top 20 in every major key stat that we want, ranks fifth in that in the model in the last eight rounds. You look at the last 24 rounds, he's number one. Okay, fourth in ball striking, 10th in approach, fourth in DK scoring third in greens and regulation gain it makes no sense if i could find a good number on him i'm also going to bet doc redmond to win um right now i can't find anything better than 33 to 1 and if that's what i have to eat i'm going to take it but i he's going to be chalky that's the only reservation i have on doc redmond because sure like i know for a fact that there are certain touts in this industry who just love Doc Redman and tout him up every week, and it just inflates his ownership. Yep. And it's going to be in the mid-20s, right? Yep. So is HV3, but I'd, I think I'd rather have Mr. Air Jordan wearing than, uh, than Doc Redman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I see the appeal for Redman, and, and the only reason I passed on him was because he's going to be inflated. I mean, he, he grades out pretty well for me. He, he struggles in short game. Same thing with HV3, but he struggles a lot more on par 5 scoring, which does concern me a little bit, at least recently. Yeah, that makes sense. The other 9K guy I want to talk about is Eric Van Ruyen. Um, in the last eight rounds, ranks 20th in the field overall, but he's 6th off the tee, 16th in birdies or better gain, 23rd in ball striking, and 16th in strokes gain tee to green. I think that T-degree stand is very important to look at here. Um, his best putting surface, not by like a long shot, but it is POA. So when you look at a guy who struggles typically putting with the short stick on bent green specifically, um, it's good to see something where he gains some, uh, some positive traction and positive stats. Um, so the last guy in this 9K range that I want to mention, he's off the list, man. He's off the list. He's off the list. Sergio Garcia is off oh, the list. Geez. We're going to start the season with Sergio? He's off the list. Like, we always know the thing we're going to deal with, with 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 Sergio is putting. Okay? And, like, he's the worst pull-up putter 
of all the surfaces that we look at. But, like, you just need the one round or the one tournament where he puts it all together, right? And you don't have to be a good putter here. I mean, that history has shown us that you don't need to putt here to win. No, you don't. So, yes, I see I see what you're saying. Like, 9900 Sergio's so expensive. It's it's just compared to the field. I guess I guess ownership's probably going to be super low, right? Well, right. You you look at those you look at Van Ruyen, he's going to have single digit ownership. Yeah. Look at someone like Sergio. He, I mean, unless his name inflates it, I don't see it more than like 10. No, not when you're right underneath the, the double winner Brendan Steele. I mean, I think everyone just goes to Steele. Yeah. And then of course like putting doesn't matter here. Grio. How are we not going to go to Grio here? He's the best ball striker in the field. Because I just can never justify. I, I think I would be okay with Grio if he. I understand he can't putt. That's fine. But he also doesn't score on par five. So I, I think you already put yourself in a handicap. The guy can just dial in though. Yeah. And that's a that is a lot. I mean that's like a millie maker entry. Like, I'm not playing Grio in any three max or single entry that's just asking for you you're done i mean i, I guess the like, field's really weak but i don't know that griot just burns me so many times yeah i gotta have a short memory I, the thing i like about griot is he played at the northern trust so it's not like he's been sitting around for the last three weeks he's only yeah, but, been he's been off relaxing for yeah two. but but look but look at his best finish i mean to find anything better than that third he got you have to go all the way back to October of 2018 when he got a second. And you're going to pay 9700 for a guy who hasn't won. I can't even. I have to go back. I don't even know. I'm, now I'm interested. When was the last time he won an event? I mean, realistically, he's got to get one, two, or three. And it, oh, God. <laughs> it was the Safeway back in October of 2015. <laughs> so there you go. Of course it was the safe way. When I, right when I say that. I, and I mean, and I was, he lost 1.5 strokes putting. Well, I was going to mention that he did win this tournament, but... Like, <laughs> I did he, not he, know that. Yeah, you wanted to cut me off here. But uh, No, 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 apologize. That's what we do on this show. But, <laughs> like, you, you look at H 3 and if you're going to argue about, like, wins and losses and everything like that, like, miscut the trust, 7th at the Wyndham, 29th at PGA, but then a miscut, miscut, like... This is the type of field where you don't know what you're going to get, right? So why wouldn't you take the guys that you know can, regardless of the putter getting hot, but they they can ball strike, they can hit the ball well, and they have a great ability to score. And that's why I think Grio is in play. Yeah, I mean, I, I see the angle. I just, I just especially can't... especially if you want to pivot from HV three. I just can't. Well, I don't think that's a pivot from HV3. That's a, that's a lot higher. You're $600 higher at this point. That's a pivot. That's an ownership pivot. Nah, if you're going to go... That's a lot. That's a lot. 9700 for Grio. That's a lot. I can't. I cannot pay that much for him. I'm sorry. I mean, he's... His Vegas odds even reflect what they think is going to happen with Grio. He's 28 to 1. So, like with Kucher out... He's gonna garner some some of that. I have him. He's dropping, so I have him at thirty to one right now. Eh. Same with Sergio. Me. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't agree. I see what you're saying, and it makes sense. But I just can't. Do, I can't do it. As a matter of fact, he is. I can't do it. Well, we'll get to that. Well, yeah. hiding in hiding hiding at ninety eight hundred. No, is Jordan Spieth? He's never played here. He's no, can't do it. I can't. He's not. He hasn't turned it around. I can't believe he's not in the ten Ks. Really? I can't believe he's not much lower. Just his name alone. Yeah, but he's been living in the eight Ks and and and. In the seven Ks, at some, I think at least one point last season. What tell happened? me, tell me what he's done since we've come back in in June to warrant this high of a price? Nothing. Nothing. I, I I just want to know what happened. Well, right. Yes, correct. I like, agree. What is going on to when people were talking about you being 
the next great coming of you know Tiger Woods you won the Open in 2017 you finished third in 2018 at the Masters I mean I don't know I wish I knew I wish I had an answer I don't know I love Jordan Speed I love I love playing him I love watching him play I don't know what happened like normally I say I like I'm not gonna play Jordan Speed but I'm gonna hate myself if I don't have him somewhere We've switched Whether, teams because that's what I was saying last season. Like I, I, I need to just put him as a, a filler play in the twenty max or one fifty max. Like I don't, I'm not going to put him as a core play. I don't know if he'll make my three maxes, but that's tough. That's that would be a stretch. Man, he doesn't fit the course. No, he never played here. Just so many things that could go wrong for Joe. Uh, Okay, talking no. myself out of it. Yeah, that, that's too much. If he was in the eight Ks, I might take a stab. But you are really hamstringing your lineup for a guy that's ninety eight hundred. Could pay off though. He it could. could Anything good. could. At the, in this field, with the the weather the way it is, like this is a crapshoot, man. This field is garbage. Yeah, I'm gonna Football. pick the guys that I think fit it the best, but. I mean, this is anybody's game. All right, so let's let's we've exhausted the nine K range. Let's go to the eight K range, where I know for me this is where it's going to be. Where I'm going to find the bread and butter. This range, the eight and sevens, um, balance builds all the way for me this week. Unless yep. I, I'm going to go, you know, put pieces of those top tiers in there. But I I love this this eight K range. I, I'm with you, hundred percent in agreement. Like the, it has so much opportunity, and he's not my favorite play in this range. But I'm going to start with Lucas Glover at 8K. Um, he, in the last 36 rounds, he he's eighth off the tee, twelfth in approach, second in ball striking, eleventh tee to green, and fourteenth in, in good drives gained. The only thing that concerns me about Glover is that he's 35th in the field of birdies or better gain, and we know you have to score here. But I'm just hoping that the course is just so easy that. You know, the the lack of scoring ability is kind of an anomaly. But Glove, man, 8K, I'm going to take pieces. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I, I don't disagree with you. I do like I do like some Glove this week. Who else you got? Uh, my favorite in this range, and, and it's Cam Davis, 8,900. To me, just looking at his last 36 rounds, he's number two overall in my model, which I love. He's number one in Burry's Better Game, which I love even more. Number six in Strokes Game Power 4, 5, sorry. Seventh in ball striking and twentieth in JRS gained. Closing out the season, he got a 29th at the Northern Trust, it's fifteenth at the Wyndham, and the twelfth at the three M Open. So he's been to making cuts, and his putter has actually been on uh, on fire. He gained four strokes at the Northern Trust, five point two at the Wyndham, and one point nine at the three M Open. So I, I do like that. Um, second best service is Poa. So okay, no big deal. Uh, I just think he, he grades out extremely well here. Um, his tournament history, which, if I remember correctly, he was cut last year, but he T-17 in 2019. Um, so he has the history to do well. Uh, and at 8,900, I think he's priced I think he's priced too low compared to who was above him in the field. Um, so I, I think I'm going to start a lot of lineups this week with, with Cam Davis. I like that call. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to like that call. Though. I think so, too. And that's fine. Especially with Danny Lee out of here. Yeah, I know, that really hurts. I, I did like Danny Lee, but that hurts. So, I think that a lot of ownership... And I'm just going to mention this. I'm not going to mention him as a guy I want to play, because I don't want to play this guy. But I think a lot of that Danny Lee ownership goes straight up to, to Bermuda Burns. CMA. I, I just... The problem is, though, his approach game is so bad that I just don't want pieces of that. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, mm-hmm. but... Um, a guy I do want to mention is Henrik Norlander. Yeah. Ranks 11th in my model in the last 36. But where I like him a lot is his 12th in ball striking, 18th in tee to green, and 7th in good drives gained. Okay. You're going to struggle with birdies with Norlander. He's not necessarily that type of player where he's just scoring all the time and birdie hunting. But again, I'm going to play the angle of like the ease of the course, and I'm going to throw him in there. So at 8,500, I like Norlander. I don't disagree. I, I he's one of my good guys in the eighty five hundred range as well. I love it. I love it. 
All right. Who else do you want to mention? Uh, Mark Hubbard at 8,100. He's another guy who just grades out well. Uh, looking at his last 36 rounds, he's eighth overall for me. Uh, kind of middle of the road, though, on his stats. 29th on approach, 20th in short game, 13th in power five scoring, and then in the 40s, and birdies are better, ball striking, and GIRS gain. But, you know, he's been doing all right. You know, at the BMW, he got a 51st, but what can you do? You're playing against a lot of, like, high-flying guys. 29th at Northern Trust, field wasn't as strong. 15th at the Wyndham, field wasn't as strong. Um, so in weaker fields, he's doing very well. Uh, his putter has been great. He's the uh, second best service as POA. Uh, he hasn't lost strokes in putting since back in February of uh, 2020 at the Pro-Am, where he only lost 1.4 strokes. But he's been above that and everything else. His approach game struggled last week, but has generally been uh, gaining strokes on the field from 6.2 to 4.5 to 3.9. Um, and those are some pretty tough fields that he was in. So I do like Mark Hubbard. I think he's underpriced at 8,100. And I will have a fairly high amount of him. I just need to see what his ownership is going to shake out to be. I don't expect it to be above like 12%. So if it's as long as it's below that, I think I'll play quite a bit. I like that call. The last guy I want to mention at 8,200 is Will Gordon. Yep. Will Gordon, he's 29th in my model. Okay. And I like the fact that. I think you're going to get Will Gordon at kind of like a suppressed ownership because there's a lot of players to pick from that are solid plays in this 8K range. And in my overall model, he ranks number 18. Where he's going to struggle is with the short stick as always, but he's 14th in approach in my approach model, and he's 22nd in my scoring model. In my confidence, mm, confidence. top 25. So nice. Um, I like it. Um, I'm going to go with some Will Gordon. He could potentially be a core play at that price, especially with ownership being so low. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside here. I love Will Gordon. I, I, I'm, gr- I'm glad to see we're close. I have him, I think he said 29th. I have him at 28th overall for me and for all the same reasons. So I think we're splitting hairs, but I like that we're on the same page on that. All right. So is there anyone else in this AK range you want to touch upon? I mean, uh, I'd like Sam Burns, but I just don't know that I'm going to bring myself to play him at this point. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so down to the 7K range. Again, there's a lot of great plays in here. But where I'm going to start probably is, I think, a guy that I, I I don't normally play. And that's Taylor Gooch. Mm. I don't normally play the Gooch, man. And, 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 and the reason is, is, is kind of like, the inconsistencies that we get from Taylor Gooch. Is he going to put four rounds together? But the man can just score when he needs to, right? He's, he's, he's probably, arguably, in this 7K range, top one, two of the birdie scorers. Maybe you give it to someone like Charlie Hoffman. Maybe you give it to, like, Schwartzel instead. Yeah. Like, as, a, as like, it's just straight-up birdie scorer. Um, either way, I'm going to go with Gooch. We usually always see him in the 6K range, but I'm going to go down to the Gooch, man. If you look at his last eight rounds, he ranks 13th in birdie or better gained. 13th in the field in the last eight rounds in birdie or better gained. If you look over the course of 36 rounds, he's 19th. So he's very consistent in scoring. Um, but, you know, where we're, we're going to live and die with him is on approach. He's 45th in the field, 45th in ball striking. And he's 43rd in strokes getting T to green. But, you know, no no risk, no reward. So Taylor right. Gooch is kind of like one of those plays for me at 7,300. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I have him marked, and I will be playing quite a bit of Gooch myself. Uh, who else do you like in this 7K uh, range? I like your boy Cameron Tringale. My guy. My guy. He, uh, you know, for me, again, another guy that just jumps out and grades out number four overall for me. And that's crazy considering he's 7,500. Uh, a lot of it's coming from his approach game, which he grades out number two in the last three or six rounds. And then the rest of the stats are kind of in the 20s and mid-30s. Uh, so not a whole lot to talk about there. But uh, his best surface of putting is Poa. Um, he's been doing, I mean, overall, I mean, historically, you look back and the guy has gained strokes everywhere but off the tee over his last 236 rounds. I mean, the guy's incredibly consistent. Just looking at his last like, couple couple rounds, you know, 5.4 strokes on approach on Northern Trust, 4.5 at the 3M. Um, you know, off the tee, he struggles, but it's not really that hard of a course. So I think he, he recovers and 
you know, he has a bad drive and then he crushes it on the approach. Uh, tournament history-wise, he's also done, you know, mediocre here. Uh, pretty much finishing in the 40s the last three years he's played here. And then he was cut in 2017 and the 64th and 16th. Uh, but he's playing much better golf recently than he has in the past couple of years. Uh, at least, like, stringing together, like, a third at 3M, a 20th at Northern Trust. Uh, and in a weak field here, this could be the event that he needs to put him over the top. And I definitely want pieces of that at 7,500. I think that's what we're looking at in this 7K range. DraftKings was smart enough to look at it and say, hey, these these guys specifically have had a lot of ups and downs at this tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, the only exception I would say to, to, to that criteria is Luke List, and that's only because he has one top five finish, right? But yeah. otherwise, 37-26, miscut. Um, so you're looking at like Troy Merritt with a, with a fourth-place finish tied with Luke List that same year. Um, but then three miscuts. So you're going to have a lot of like crazy inconsistencies in the 7K range. And that, that it, it, it's going to frustrate you all to hell. Or come Sunday, you're going to be like, holy shit, I might win this GPP. Right. So, so the, 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 that's something that I like to, to see. Um, a guy I want to mention, I guess, in the 7K range. Did you mention uh, Hadley yet? I, I did not, no. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Chesson Hanley, and he's at the min at 7K, but the fact is he's 11th in my model, in the field, in my approach rank model. He's 47th in my putting model. Now, the issue with Hadley is he can't score, right? Yeah. But, again, the ease of the course, we could potentially eliminate that. He's 17th in my confidence model. I'm sorry, he's 20th in my confidence model. But at 7K, I'm going to have pieces of Chesson Hadley. I, yeah, I mean, he got a third here a couple of years ago, right? Right. How could you say no? Plenty of miscuts, too. Plenty of miscuts. Plenty of miscuts. So, who else do you like in this stuff, Carrie? I just want to mention this, even though I'm not going to play him, though. Harry Higgs ranks fifth in my projection model. <laughs> uh, I, so, I've got a guy kind of like that, and I'm going to play him because if he comes number one and he's not anywhere near the top, I have to play him. Okay, and that? that is regrettably Charlie Hoffman. Ooh. I mean, I don't it. I don't like it. Don't get me wrong, but number one over the last thirty six rounds, eleventh on approach, eighth in birdies or better, tenth in GRS gain, tenth in strokes gain, par five, thirty six in ball striking, and thirty six in birdies or better gain. So, oh, I'm sorry. Let me start over because I was reading so much Ringali stats. Charlie Hoffman, first in my model, 11th in approach, 8th in birdies a better game, 28th ball striking, 10th GRS game, and 10th par 5 scoring. So the bad news is he got cut here last year and he got cut in 2017, the two times he's played this tournament. The good news is his best putting surface is Poe. And he's great off on approach and he's terrible off the tee. He's the exactly the same player as Tringale and they're priced right on top of each other. Um, so I, I don't know. 13th at the Northern Trust gives me hope, but then prior to that, miscut the window, miscut at 3M, but then a 7th at the workday. So he's all over the place. And a 13th at the API, so he did well recently at a, a stronger field. It's a weak field. It's Charlie Hoffman. You're going to get a bat off the tee and a decent approach game. As long as he can keep everything else kind of even keel, you could probably get a decent finish. And for 7,500, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like that call. Yeah, just just rounding off this seven <clears throat> K range, you know, Johnny Vegas is in there. Gonna take pieces of him. Yeah. Uh, Luke List, obviously we, we, we kinda touch pace. Kyle Stanley, Gooch, Hadley, Charlie Hoffman, you mentioned Tringale. I think there's a lot of ways and pieces in this seven K range that you could argue. I could even see like someone saying, I gotta play R C B like he's gonna turn it around at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, um, right. Like y- you gotta throw that in there yet yeah, I, I could see a lot of valid reasons to play rcb when his best parting surface by far is poa and he finished 37th at the Wyndham after just being miserable since the return actually just kind of being miserable all season long but yeah um it's a new year right so maybe a new rcb like put him in there fit him in maverick mcneely's been popular lately he's probably gonna get some ownership yeah. Like the 7K range just has a lot of options here. People are going to get nostalgic, go to Jim Furyk. Who knows what's going to happen? Never know. But I'll tell you one thing. What? 
I'm going to tell you who I can't play. Oh, please, sir, tell me more. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no. Can't do it. So this is the Cutline Signature segment, Can't Do It, where Zach and I will look at double-digit ownership players that we cannot play. Can't do it. Won't do it. All right, Zach. Who are you going to play? Well, or I not was going to play. Not play. I was going to pick the entire 10K range to do my can't do it, won't do it. But I won't do that because now that Kucher's out, there's less of them to play. So I'll hit on one. Steele can't play. He won too many times. His ownership's going to be too high. What I'm going to focus on is now that you mentioned it, I am not going to touch Grio for 9,700. I'm just not going to do it. I don't care that he won in 2015. I think it was a fluke. Uh, <laughs> you don't I, win a golf tournament because you're a fluke. Uh, he... Okay, I have to go back and look at the field, and I'm going to go back and do that because I want to know. But five years ago, he hasn't gotten any better with his putter. And I don't care. I just don't care. I just don't want – I'm not – you know, I don't have any other reason to say that I'm not paying 9700 to watch my lineup die on Thursday. I'm just not going to do it. The dude has no short game. He can't score on par fives. Like, I don't want to see him, like, four, four strokes away – or, or even at the cut line on Thursday after everyone's done. And I'm like, I don't want to go into Friday sweating like, oh, great, I need Griot to sink seven putts this round because it's not going to happen. No, I'm not, not, it's the start of the season. I don't want to start myself off already pulling my hair out on a guy that I know is going to let me down. Can't do it. Come on. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. He's 97. Who the? 9,700 for Griot? You're t- are you kidding me? No way. Look at like, look at if the someone field. fat fingered it right. There's no no way no way. What was he priced when he won in 2015? Like free? I don't know. He's terrible. He's terrible. He can't putt and he can't score on par fives and he has no short game. How in the world is he going to string together anything other than like? Even if he makes a cut, he needs to get like top ten to pay off his salary. You're going to tell him no way, no way, no way. Oh, God. No. No. You, might, you could pluck his name in with Tiger Woods, and I would say the same thing. Well, the guy I am not going to play. Because <laughs> I am going to play Grio. Oh, jeez. Um, is Bermuda Burns. Fair. He's going to be double-digit ownership. Going to get, get talked up so crazy. And I am not going to buy... A Sam Burns, who's 8,700, whose only experience here and missed a cut in 2019. First of all, he's not a great putter on POA. It, it's it might it's probably worse than it is on bent grass. Okay, look at his yeah. recent form. He missed the cut at the Northern Trust, made the cut at the Window, but 32nd 3M Open. He's had solid form, but nothing that I'm going to write home about at that price. Right at the price that we're seeing Sam Burns at. No, thank you for that. Lastly. It's just all about the putter with Sam Burns, right? If he's going to be terrible, which I'm anticipating him to be, uh, at that ownership, I'll pivot elsewhere. It's basically an ownership burn at 8,700. I don't want to have an 8,700, you know, Sam Burns. You don't want to pay up for Griot. I certainly don't want to pay up for Sam Burns. He's only played here once and missed a cut. Griot won in 2016. 15. 2016 season, though. Yeah, fair. (laughs) <laughs> but like no no hell no but you're okay paying up 1600 more for Grio? yeah oh god how why do you do this to me do it to your... I, I'm sorry for your loss anyways he's, Sam Burns doesn't crack the top 40 in my confidence rank 64th in my overall rank you know, he's 29th in my approach model, but 60th off the fairway. I uh, 31st in scoring. It's not doing enough for me. Sam Burns, going to have double-digit ownership, probably now close to like 20 22%. No thank you. If it burns me, it burns me. I really don't care. I'm not going to play Bermuda Burns. 
8,700. I am going to play, though, Emiano Grillo. 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 Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Jesus. At 97. Uh. Anyways, my other can't do it is Brennan Steele. He's going to get way too much love here now this week with Kucher out and not going to do it. No. Not going to no. do it. No. Can't win here at that no, time. Can't no, do it. No, no, no. I agree. No. I agree. I didn't know what else because that that is my that was gonna be my other one, but I just don't like I don't like them all. Hate them all. Hate. Well, let's do it, Mister Pillar. Let's pillar it up. Starting a new, fresh, zero and zero. You needed it because I cr- I walked the dog on you at the end of last season. Whatever, I w- I won more money. That's probably true. <laughs> I'll take the I'll take the real challenge. <laughs> Martin Pillar, he is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut, miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut. Miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. <laughs> A monster. I guarantee he will make the cut. Uh, this is the 6K Martin Pillar effect where Zach and I will pick an MG monster and guarantee. A monster, a 6K player that we figured to finish in the top 25. It's not top 20, by the way. It's top 25. Yeah, you're right. We had, and we, had gu- to, we had to open it up for you a little bit. And a guarantee, our 6K player to that we guarantee to make the cut. And as always, your honor, your honor, as this is your segment, kick it off for us, brother. 2021 yeah. season. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to start? Because I kind of was bouncing around. I'm going to start with my guarantee. I think I'm going to start there. Because I'm still kind of bouncing around a little bit on my monster. Because I'm just... I want to start off the season going for two for two. But my guarantee this week is Fabian Gomez at 6,500. The guy is not spectacular and is definitely not a GPP winner for you. But he will probably, most likely, almost 100% make the cut here. He has made the cut every year going back to 2016. Finished 56 last year, 63rd, 43rd, 26, 17. He's been trending downward, but he's still been making the cut, which is good enough for me. He is the best kind of putter on POA. He doesn't do well if it's really windy, which it's not going to be. So that, that's a that's a, a pin in your hat. Um, but his recent form has been just awful. Missed the last three cuts, the Wyndham 3M and Workday, but did pull off a 30th at the Rocket Mortgage and a 64th at the Honda. So I wouldn't expect a whole lot from Fabian here, but this field sucks. So he is going to make the cut. Uh, I am all about Fabian Gomez getting me an easy win here. So I'm taking Mr. Fabian. Moving on. As your guarantee. Guarantee. All right. I am going to go down to 6,400 Chris Baker. Chris Baker has missed a cut here. That's about it. But he ranks top 10th in my approach rank model, 10th in my scoring model, 29th in my putting ranking and he ranks in the top 20 in my overall stat model when you look at my confidence for a 6400 guy to rank in the top 35 i'm gonna take it so chris baker at 6400 you are my guarantee mm-hmm. who's your monster it's your turn, your turn. Oh, i want you to go i want you to go monster unveiling oh because you're scared i'm a little scared because who i'm picking so <laughs> I'm trying to talk myself out of the pick, but I, so far I have not been able to. All right. I am going to pick at 6,800. My monster is going to be Kevin Chappell. When you look at his history here, not something that's that prizing, so he'll obviously be low-owned. But again, looking at the things I love about this, he's 26 in my approach rank model, 18th off the tee, and then he's 15th in my scoring model. Okay. Um, in my confidence, he ranks top 10. So to see a 6,800 somehow crack my confidence model pretty impressive to say the least now is he gonna pop long term no it's kevin chapel he's not gonna pop long term at all is he gonna pop short term no you're looking for kevin chapel to just hit you know the screws of the ball the one time that you need him to and to do well 
Looking at him specifically on the greens, he's never a strong putter, but his best putting surface by far is POA, which is nice. And we're coming off two straight made cuts at the Rocket Mortgage and the Travelers, but he hasn't played since the 4th of July. So mm. hopefully he figured out his game since then. We'll see. Kevin Chapel, top 25. Monster. The monster. Just letting you know, this is the same Kevin Chapel who in, who in 2018 finished sixth at the Open Championship. So, I was actually trying to find the last Open Championship leaderboard, and I'm having a problem right now. Yeah, you're, you're struggling because of the fear. You're trembling that you're just going to lose this segment to me. I, you know, I'm not... No, 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 no. When was the last Open Championship? Because the other one got canceled, so now I'm like having a problem finding it. Was it 2019? The, the, the last one was in 2019, yeah. Right. Is that the one I'm thinking of? That my that's where Lowry. Had... That's where Shane Lowry won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened to? Uh... Hold on, I need to find it. Sorry. And then I'm gonna give you my my monster. I'm not changing it, but I want to confirm my thesis. Oh God, it was that one. Oh God, damn it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Okay. So my monster is going to be. If he wins this, I'm gonna shit my pants. J.B. Holmes at 6,900. He doesn't grade out the best for me. He grades out 81st overall in the field, which by far will get you cut here. Uh, but I feel like he's way better than most of the players in this field. Uh, it's par 5 scoring and birdies are better gained. He is 30th on each, which I like because those are extremely important here. The rest, he looks awful. You look at his, his uh, you know, going back a little bit. He plays the best in calm wind. plays the best on power potting surfaces. So he plays the best on... Like average to easy courses, which is good. Um, his recent form, if we have to go all the way back to like February to really figure this out, uh, isn't terrible. He got a 51st at the Genesis back in February, but then it was preceded by three top 20s, which was good enough to get you the monster win here. 14th at the Pro Am, 16th at Weight Management, and 16th at the Farmers. You know, so his game's been on point. Okay, so his, his pretty much approach game off the tee and putter has been good. So I think he can put that together here, and I think he can easily make top 25. You know, what I was looking at at the Open before I mentioned this whole thing was I, I couldn't remember if J.B. Holmes was the one who melted down at the Open in his final round, and it was him, and he shot 16 over um, uh, in the final round where he just plummeted down the leaderboard, and that was the worst score of any player in the competition since 1966. So totally irrelevant to this tournament but it, I haven't picked J.B. Holmes in a while he hasn't played in a while so I just kind of I remember the name and I couldn't remember if he was the one who melted down but I'm hoping it doesn't happen when he's first this week and he melts down and ends up 26 and I don't get the win for the monster but nevertheless I like J.B. Holmes here as my monster I think he outperforms the field and finishes in the top 20 okay oh oh I'm sorry one more thing he got a ninth in this tournament in 2019 so he can do it yeah he can Yes. Uh, other 6K guys I want to mention, Ben Martin, Tom Hogue, Adam Shank, Nick Watney, Naismith, Duffner. Um, Vegas, you could go wise like if you want to take a flyer on someone. I, I don't know if I necessarily need to go, though. You know, other guys, people na- names people see all the time, like Russell Knox. He'll gain some ownership. But, um, I, like anyway. Chase Seifert. I like Chase Seifert here. I like Seif. Yeah, not bad. I also, I also like Watney. Watney was going to be my monster, but I went with, with Holmes instead. How do you feel uh, about How do you feel about Kramer Hickok? Kramer Hickok. I don't know much about Kramer Hickok. I'm be honest with you. He doesn't look. I'm looking at him right now, and he doesn't look good. Number 120th in my model. I like Matthew Naismith a little bit. Yeah, a touch. he's gonna be. I, I I just look at Hickok. You know, he's fifty first in my overall model, but he's top thirty five in my approach rank model. So really, I don't have to look at him. I haven't missed 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 the cut two years ago. So um, you know, he he's someone I, I'm going to look deeper into. I think it's going to depend on what I end up doing this weekend with with football coming. Like, am I going to go like full out bankroll on PGA, or am I going to you know ease back a little bit? We'll see. Um. It's an interesting field to go heavy on, honestly. I mean, there are there are some opportunities here. Right, there's tons of upside. And I yeah. think people are going to look at this and be like, ugh, I'm just going to play the names I know, and I think that's really going to crush people. Like, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. So, it's a good thing you're listening to this show, people. Right? 
play heavy and stay out of my tournaments. <laughs> oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. All right, so that's a wrap. The cut line is over. It is all over. And the Safeway starts up this Thursday. Lock lineups lock late. Lock late. Late West Coast time, right? Fucking good time for me. Make sure you join us next week as Zach and I break down the U.S. Open. It's major time. Yes. Hot Whoa, what week into the season? Major time. Let's go. Get a major. That's nice. Technically, last year's major, but so what? Followed by the Ryder Cup, but whatever. Big shout out to Fantasy National. Uh, big shout out to PGA Tour. And of course, many thanks to Fanshare Sports. The most gratitude, though, goes to you, the listener. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Zach, awesome work as usual. Great show. Thank you, sir. Great show to you. And it recorded the first time, so there we go. Let's hope so. Couldn't, <laughs> no, do, the, <laughs> couldn't do the show without you, and that'll do it for the cut line. Go and get that green. Go get them. So-